Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Geoffrey Ruku is the Member of Parliament for Mbere North Constituency. He says he supports the finance bill and he's going to vote for it, but we want to hear from him. So when the President said yesterday, I want to see this MP who will vote no and then go to his people and say, I or him, his or her people, and say, I voted no for this bill. I want to see that MP. I want to see what they say and how they justify that to, to, to their member. Was that a threat? City. Did you take it as a threat to legislators? Uh, if I were to give it a worst case scenario, it's like a veiled threat, but I actually don't think it's a threat. Mm. If I listen to how the president speaks, if mm. I take the mannerism, the manner in which he, he, he makes his communication, mm. I wouldn't call it a threat. What is it? It is one. Well, let, let me describe it in, 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 in Kiswahili. Tutakatuone. Mm hmm. To Meaning, there will be consequences for whatever it is that they say, mm -hmm. and uh, but let's wait and see. Let's see. Let's see what yeah, you say. Let's wait and see because the, the underlying tone of mm -hmm. that conversation was okay. There's something he knows and understands about members of parliament and how they go about their business, mm -hmm. and there is what they say in public, and there's what he knows in private. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now he says, okay. So we've got this bill coming up. All right. Let's see. There are things we know. Geoffrey Ruku is the Member of Parliament for Mbere North constituency. He's our guest this morning. Good morning, Mishmira. Good morning, Atif. Welcome to Kenya's biggest conversation. Thank you so much. Uh, it's good to occupy the hot seat of the Situation Room. I'm honored to be here. Karibu sana. Thank you. You know, you are one of those legislators who's been very vocal in support of the finance bill in Toto. Yes. And in fact saying it's some uh, areas that uh, taxation is not really an issue here in this country. In fact, we are not even taxed enough. True. Is that what you said? Yes. Please explain. We have several development indicators, uh, which shows this, the, the, the development of a, of an eco of a country, uh, the size of an economy. There's a reason why we say Kenyan economy is one of the biggest economies in Africa, uh, we may be number four, number three in terms of the size of the economy. There are those parameters which are used in economics, in finance, in business uh, to measure the size of an economy. Mm. And um, all these development indicators, one of them is tax, tax revenue to GDP ratio. When we compare the Kenya tax revenue to GDP ratio, is not at the average of all the nations in the world. Mm. Okay, you know we talk about mortality rates in an in a, in, a, in an economy mm. in a nation. How is it mentioned? The very poor nations have very high mortality rate compared to the developed nations. Yes. So it's a is a is an indicator in terms of development. Mm. 
when you talk about uh, the GDP per capita of a nation mm. is an indicator of uh, it's a development indicator when you talk about the uh, the average monthly salary you know uh, of a nation mm. how is it measured you know today if if, if i tell you the the, the monthly salary um, uh, i mean average of our, our economy is around one thousand two hundred dollars when we have people millions of kenyans who are not earning anything mm. will you would you say it is true of course every kenyan will say that this is not true mm. but when we when we say that uh, these are the parameters which we are using to measure whether we have a healthy economy or not mm. these are uh, parameters which cannot be disputed these are parameters which are used by mf by world bank by african development bank and other institutions even so by central bank of, the universal parameters even by the central bank of kenya okay okay mm. so the truth and this is the truth of of the matter mm. is that tax revenue to gdp of our country is at 14 percent mm -hmm. the average tax revenue to gdp of community of nations mm. is at 23 percent Mm -hmm. So we are nine points below the expected tax revenue to GDP ratio. Okay. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. What are the elements, variables, which are used to come up with tax revenue to GDP ratio? Yes. You know, I listened to some uh, guys, some journalists, uh, saying uh, we pay this percentage of... Uh, pay as you earn, we pay VAT, we pay blah, blah. So you add all those things, you say, eh, we yeah. have, at we 60. have, we are 70 mm. uh, percent. That is how someone who has not gone to a class of finance or economics will do. Mm. But some of us who have spent number of years in the school of finance, school of economics, school of business, we understand clearly the variables which are used in measuring some of these things okay when you and mean, it is good for kenyans to listen now teachers what does it mean when we say that mm. our tax to tax revenue to gdp ratio is 14 percent what do we measure what it means is that the size of our economy or what is generated annually all the income put together and we're not talking about government mm. income. We are talking about government income. We are talking about uh, the private sector. Mm. Uh, put all that together. Then you define it by the tax revenue, we, we, government which uh, generate annually. Mm -hmm. You multiply by 100%, by 100. I mean, you divide by 100. Mm. Okay you are able now to get tax revenue to GDP. The higher the, uh, the GDP of a nation, the higher the tax mm. should be. Mm -hmm. You understand? Does it look at 
everybody in the country <coughs> or does it look at only those who are in the tax bracket it looks at everybody who is earning and who is not earning that's why we talk about public finance mm. last year public finance is about three things one is about uh, efficient allocation of national resources and always resources are scarce so they have to be efficiently allocated Mm-hmm. Number two, public finance is about um, is about distribution of national income. Mm-hmm. We have to ensure every Kenyan, whether you are in, whether you are a Chokora, whether you are in Sram, whether you are the most uh, adored, the national income should have an effect on your life. Mm-hmm on your day-to-day activities. You should be able to have water, you should be able to have uh, health uh, facility, you should be able to enjoy good transportation uh, uh, facilities, mm. you should be able to enjoy security, you should be able to enjoy education. You know, all those things are not uh, are not given uh, to so-and-so and so-and-so is denied because he lives in a slum. Mm. Um, number four, three. number number three, three is about stability of economy. You have to be able to be stabilize the economy at any given moment. Mm. Which Kenya should be able to live in a very stable economy, an economy which is predictable. Mm. That businesses can be able to invest in this country because we have an economy which is stable, which is predictable. Every investor would want to invest in an economy where he can be able to project how things will be five, ten years from now. So the stability of an economy is extremely important. And public finance must be able to achieve those three things. These are three things which have been missing in our nation mm. over the years. Okay. And we have to collect those things. We have to make very difficult and firm decisions. Kenyans are not used to some of these decisions. We as elected members or people who have been chosen by Kenyans to represent them, we have to tell them the truth. Okay. Mishmiwa, do you really think that uh, Kenyans have a problem with paying taxes? Uh, senior, senior Kenyans, wealthy Kenyans. Kenyans who have committed economic crimes and they have escaped scot-free. They have big problems. Of paying taxes that's why this finance bill is talking about uh, the tribunal uh, the tax appeal tribunal that at the moment we have more than uh, almost close to 500 billion which is under tax tribunal being discussed there years in years out because they don't want to pay tax so we are the, the, the proposal here is that once you lose in uh, in a tax tribunal mm. and you want to go to high court we know how uh, pharaohs who are making mi- billions of money they have their way to escape mm. uh, then we go to high court you stay there for three years you go to court of appeal you stay there for another i don't know uh, five years you go to the supreme court you stay there for another year you know and, until the case is forgotten and it lapses because of time, you know. Mm. We, we have to take this country back on track by ensuring 
we pay taxes. Kenyans who are hustlers at the bottom of the pyramid, they have no issue with paying taxes. But senior Kenyans with huge businesses, they have serious problem of paying taxes. For instance, we are talking about petroleum, uh, excess, I mean uh, VAT from 8% to 16%. We need to ask ourselves a very serious question. How come it moved from 16% to 8%? The answer is, there are people who are very senior in government who decided, because we have interest in, uh, in the market of petroleum uh, market, products, mm, yes. uh, product, <coughs> we have to give ourselves uh, a tax benefit of 80%. Mm. Who is losing in this case? It is Kenyans who are losing. Mm. It's Kenyans who are... Uh, who are not able to get enough resources to build schools, to build roads, to take over our security, our hospitals, all this. And all these billion of Kenyan shilling went into pocket of somebody because that person has interest in petroleum uh, marketing companies. You mean that is an economic crime. We should the hustler be punished. did not benefit from that. Huh? The hustler did not benefit from that. Of course, they did not. Okay. So I'm almost hearing you say then, then that one of the areas which a lot of sweat and elbow grease needs to be put into then is the fight against corruption and not the increase or increment of taxes. Uh, it's a two things. Mm. You have to put everything into perspective. When you have mentioned corruption, I have 400 and some amendment of anti-corruption act. To and whom? Uh, eh? In Parliament. In Parliament. Mm. I'm moving a bill, an, an amendment bill mm. in uh, Parliament for uh, Anti-Corruption and uh, Crimes uh, Act of 2003. Mm -hmm. Because we are missing it as a nation. For over 20 years now, how many corruption cases have been won in courts? Mm. Ask yourself, how many? Over 95% of all corruption cases have been dismissed in our courts. We need to ask ourselves as Kenyans, why? It's because we have ineffective law. Mm. Law which does not take care of the real issues. How many cases have been forwarded in our courts? Cases pertaining economic crimes, not corruption. We're talking about economic crimes. Mm. An economic crime can massacre more than a million Kenyans mm. at a given uh, second. Because it means we may not have electricity in hospitals. Mm. Why do we have very expensive electricity in our country? It's because some people, senior, decide to come up with policies which are making electricity expensive. It's because very senior people uh, decide to give their themselves uh, tax exemptions. The Minister of Finance uh, has just given us uh, in the last regime mm. that the total number of amount of money which has been uh, uh, tax uh, uh, companies which have been tax exempted, it is totaling to 646 billion Kenyan shillings. Is that not an economic crime? 
So then the problem is actually they're not focusing on the issue as opposed to the increment of taxation. The problem that we're looking at here to plug the holes where money has actually been leaving mm -hmm. that should be going towards some of these things that is not actually happening. Because one of the things that you spoke of is that uh, the national outlook should affect your life and some of the examples you gave were of water water you put on the tap and water comes out of it you go to the hospital and there's medicine there i mean we hear about these scandals on and on and on and on so because until today we cannot actually be told that the taxation the money that comes from taxation this is actually what it does in terms of development we do know though that there are holes through which corruption seems to be able to sneak through so should the attention not be paid to these things which you're clearly so frustrated about instead of working on increments of taxation uh, we have to look at it uh, in two ways or in two dimensions remember at the opening we said that uh, tax revenue to GDP ratio of our country is at 14%. Mm -hmm. We need to move it slowly, gradually, uh, so that we can be able to take care of all these social amenities. Article 43 of our constitution talks about economic and social rights. Yep. And all those economic and social rights should be guaranteed by any responsible government. We have seen in responsible government or nations, leaders being taken after they leave office, uh, being dragged to court. Yep. And uh, if you go to Article 226 of our Constitution, mm -hmm. 5, you'll see that uh, it is clearly spelled out that in case you commit corruption, whether you're in office or not, you are held responsible. From 2010 up to now, Article 226 of our constitution has not been put into effect. You put into effect articles of, a cons of constitution through act of parliament. Mm. Why is it that nobody, no member of parliament, no government ministry or minister, and you know, to sit down and put some effort into putting Article 226 of our Constitution into effect through an Act of Parliament. So we have quite a number of things which we need to do because we bestowed ourselves a very progressive Constitution, mm. a very progressive Constitution which we don't want to uh, take care of. Why don't you want to? We do need to guarantee ourselves, you know, all the rights stated in economic and social right article 43 but you see we have quite inept institutions one of them is anti-corruption authority another one is human right commission mm. human right commission which is paid by kenyan's money commissioners who are earning salary who have vehicles and drivers and even bodyguards mm. getting huge salaries but these guys are not championing the rights enshrined in our constitution them they are just uh, sitting there trying to talk about how uh, government is not implementing are they well facilitated of course they have a budget is it sufficient all the commissions we have 
we are about seven or so commissions yep. in yep. Uh, in the constitution. Mm -hmm. Those are independent uh, commissions, and it is not uh, a privilege for them to have a budget. It's it's just like saying uh, a retired president or a retired prime minister is guaranteed by the constitution security. Uh, monthly salary, you know, it's clearly distributed, whether regardless who become the president. So, these institutions, commissions, have proper budgets, mm. but we have very lazy Kenyans who are working there. The commissioners who are there. Mm. The commissioners who are there, they should be coming out to tell Kenyans how the economic and social rights need to be guaranteed by any responsible government. Article 43B talks about accessible housing, housing and, and sanitation. sanitation yep why, why are they not trying to tell us that <laughs> as as government guarantee health education food it must also it guarantee, must also housing, guarantee housing and why sanitation. is it that it is the right of a member of parliament mm. myself to get three percent for mortgage mm. but my sister here cannot be able to get that three yep. percent what is this uh, that you have uh, that i have as a Kenyan, you don't have, and we are talking about a very progressive bill of right. Geoffrey Rocco, the MP for Mbere North constituency, we are talking about Finance Bill 2023. I'm going to ask you a question that City has been asking. Do you think Kenyans have a problem paying tax? Uh, thank you, Rajiv. Kenyans have no problem of paying tax. The Kenyans who are uh, and working, mm. but we have Kenyans who have been uh, have captured the economy for quite some times they have a huge problem of paying tax okay the finance bill 2023 do you think it affects all those kenyans equally no it doesn't affect tell me Ratif, mm. uh, do you have a, uh, envisage yourself going to a tax tribunal tribunal myself that yes that having a, a problem with your taxes so you 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 write an application a petition uh, to tax tribunal so that you can be listened to so that uh, you can say uh, whatever i'm being asked to pay uh, to kra is 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 much i should pay less well, no, I'm hoping not. Yes. But, but I've heard Kenyans, very many people who are running we small have, businesses. We have Kenyans. Who have had a running with care. Small businesses. We have Kenyans. Are. We have Kenyans mm. who have written several petitions to KRA trying to evade uh, tax. I've just mentioned here that the total number of uh, tax ex exemption to a number of companies uh, companies for those who are retained in uh, in power has been about 646 billion Kenyan shilling. That is huge amount of money to finance education sector. Yes. That's huge amount of money. Uh, do you know how many billions, for instance, uh, the budget 2022, 2020, I mean 2023-2024 uh, budget for the county is $390 billion Kenyan shilling. Mm. So we, we are talking about almost double double the amount which money can finance our counties for 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 two years so this is huge amount of money which people were given tax exception 
And whoever gave out those tax ex exemptions, I don't understand, not even a single minute, why the anti-corruption and uh, authority has not instituted economic uh, crime prosecution for such kind of individuals. Hmm. Fair enough, Moshimua. I mean, there, there's, there's that category yes. of taxpayers that yes. will have issues, yes. right? And the issue there then goes into, you know, why you need to deposit 20% of the amount in dispute with the tribunal before you commence conversations but that's a different conversation what you have said with is the not rest, true with what the you rest have, what you have said is not true what is it before before you commence uh, it's not before you commence uh, the year mm. uh, it is article 35 of this finance bill mm -hmm. uh, and it talks about uh, tax appeals tribunal right is when you go to this tribunal uh, you put your petition then the tribunal rules out that uh, uh, you are supposed to pay tax. Mm. Okay? So if you want to go to high court, if you go to high court, because that has been uh, the process, you lose in tax tribunal uh, appeal, then you go to high court, mm. so you still you are not paying. You may lose also in high court, you go to court appeal, so you are still not uh, paying taxes. You Those are here. And no deposit is required no, of you. Yes. None now, whatsoever. Yes, before. But for now, you shall have a deposit. For now, we are if saying. If you want to challenge for the now outcome saying, of the tribunal. Once you want to challenge the outcome of uh, a ruling of tribunal, and you are going to high court, please deposit 20%. 20%. Yeah. If you win in high court, your 20% will be refunded within 30 days. But at the, that is fair at the tribunal, you pay nothing. At the tribunal, you pay nothing. That is what is in this bill. Yeah, that's what is in this bill. At tribunal, you pay nothing. Once you lose a tribunal, you run to high court. Mm. Please deposit deposit twenty percent of what uh, you are negotiating. In why? Court. Why was that included? Why? Because all of us, we are Kenyans. We know the story in this country where people know their way of manipulating the system manipulating the justice administration procedures you are going to hire lawyers uh, 10 of them they will come there argue all manner of uh, cases quoting different judgment in different commonwealth uh, jurisdiction then the judge will be made to see uh, to rule in the favor of whoever you know mm. so it continues like that so what we are saying is because we know very clearly you don't want to pay 20 million you don't want to pay 50 million and you have made money please just deposit 20 percent so that we can be able to, we can start having a serious conversation as a nation it is high time for us for a government to be able to guarantee all economic and social rights we need also to be to have a very serious uh, system put in place you said, and you're able to change this country in a period of 10 years from now there's an amendment bill you said you have taken to parliament yes tell us a little bit about it please uh, thank you article 45 of the anti-corruption and and crime and economic crime act of 203 which was enacted before the constitution of the republic of uh, the new constitution of the republic of kenya mm. has been with us for the last 20 years therefore that uh, act is now ready for repeal 
and not only amendment, a total overhaul of the entire anti-corruption and crime uh, act so that we can put everything into perspective as far as the constitution 2010 is concerned article 45 2 2 uh, uh, b and c introduces ones which negate article uh, 45 to a article 45 to a is very good it can send anybody who has committed uh, 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 corruption to jail with immediate, immediate effect. But Article 2, uh, 45.2b introduces ones which lawyers will argue in any court of law from morning to evening, mm. from evening to the following morning until cows come home without making any progress. Okay. I wonder I careless, carelessly. By the way, let's ask ourselves a question. We have corruption in the private sector and we have corruption in public sector. When we have corruption in private sector, what happens? What, what are uh, the steps which are normally taken? There is managerial issues there is a way of dealing with corruption in public in uh, in the private sector yeah so now you come here and introduce ones which carelessly what is careless to me is not careless to you mm. it may be careless uh, uh, for me uh, for instance uh, to give a common an example uh, i know to no, give, give me as an example. <laughs> I am usually a very good example. <laughs> <laughs> please, don't hesitate. Carry on. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, don't take it... Uh, no, I will not take it badly. Uh, I, I'm in a, a jacket, a, a suit. Yes. And a tie. Yes. I may say, this, this guy is just careless. Why is he not in a suit, in and, a suit and tie? Uh, yes. A tie. It's a fair okay. enough question, yes. But also, you may also say the same. I'm sure you ask, why are you strangling yourself? Why, why am I, why, why are you, you know? So, <laughs> so it's the same thing. Yes. When I'm working on my, you know, a, a project, mm. to me, I'm extremely prudent mm. in whatever I'm executing the project. Mm. But in the eyes of another person, I'm extremely careless. So the lawyers will argue there every morning until we have lost almost 95 percent of all the cases so how is your bill of corruption in our courts so by repeating uh, article 45 b and and c C, yes for instance c talks about prior planning we have prior the term prior planning (laughs) is not defined in any law It's, it's not premeditated is not defined in public procurement and, and asset disposal act mm. is not defined in uh, in the anti-corruption mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. act itself mm-hmm. is not defined mm. it's not defined in fair fair action the fair administrative action act mm-hmm. is not defined in any law so the lawyers have have their free day in court 
trying to argue with the with the magistrate or with the judges. About Tell fair us, planning. You are talking about fair planning. Is it a budgeting process? Mm -hmm. Is it strategic planning process? Strategic planning process is 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 a function of a board. But we should also, I have to ask so this we question. have to have yes. we have to as a responsible parliament or national assembly we must give our courts a very clear law which can be able to be used by the court to give proper cases. judgment mm -hmm. timely quickly effectively you know but now we give laws which are very uh, ambiguous aha uh -huh. and who gives these laws Mishmir? that law was made was uh, done to dream by retired uh, justice uh, aaron ringara okay and uh, he has himself uh, said that uh, there are quite a number of mistakes within the anti-corruption uh, and crime act which need to be mainstreamed and i think we need to fight corruption in a very firm manner and not only corruption we need to seriously in a serious manner fight cry economic crimes because economic crimes have serious consequences to an economy the, they distort prices but when they you know, dis the, yes. the house you belong to mm -hmm. is where we make our laws is, is that not so yes it is you Weshmir, like yourselves who make the laws but you see wh when i propose such an amendment mm. the civil society are up in arms saying that now uh, parliament of kenya want to uh, um, uh, to ensure people can run away uh, free when uh. they commit a crime. They are not telling us the subsidy which was provided for UNGA and that subsidy never went to the right uh, uh, people. <laughs> when are we going to see those who are responsible for that <laughs> being taken to court? They are not telling us when the 16% uh, of or petroleum uh, VAT petroleum product was taken back to eight percent, and the minor sixteen percent, it went back to the pockets of senior people in our country because they have okay. interest in right. petroleum product. Okay. When are when are these people going to be taken to court under the um, economic crimes? Who has the power to make laws? Civil society or parliament? The law is there for at the moment mm -hmm. for the economic crimes. It is there. We don't need to. Uh, uh, yes, we need to have a a whole repeal of the entire anti-corruption uh, act, but using the rules which are there at the moment, before they shout at the tops of whatever. Why and why are they not asking? Uh, we are not able to see prosecutions of people who have committed economic crimes. What you say? Anti-corruption itself is yes. a conflicted Mishma, what you institution. Say, what you say is yes. actually true. Thank you. It is true if you apply it to civil society. It is equally true if you apply it to parliament. Because mm -hmm. when it suits the purpose of either bodies, they will argue a case very spiritedly very vehemently yes but uh, when you come to the practice of these laws as we know them in this country yes. there seems to be an understanding mm -hmm. that self-preservation trumps everything else meaning when you look at the outcomes of these laws or when you look at the practice of them there's a simple one that i always find confusing 
there's always this mention of lifestyle audits mm-hmm. and how it is it is supposed to help determine uh, whether someone is actually fit for office etc 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 in the last election we even had the ethics and anti-corruption with a list of people who had issues which were unresolved that is putting it as politely as i possibly can mm. it had no effect whatsoever so you see when one looks at the conversation about our laws mm. and one looks at the practice of it what strikes you is the anomaly mm-hmm. and it looks like there is a class of individuals in this country for whom these laws don't apply so it is the monainchi this mm-hmm. so-called monainchi everybody talks about calls mm-hmm. them wanjiko other calls them hustler it is them who have to bear the brunt of these laws and it's them who have to bear the brunt of the games that are played by those who feel these laws don't necessarily apply to them i'm looking at a country like south korea two presidents in jail mm. correct no jokes about it yes okay <laughs> even israel yes former prime ministers of israel we have yes them you, you, to jail. you go to jail now yes. when you have a system like that you then know that these laws apply to every, you don't need to be told you because yes. you've seen you it. can see yes but in our case much more unfortunately yes. especially with regards to corruption the parliament before the one you're in now yes. the one who came in with the constitution guaranteed that that particular bit of our constitution or the laws was completely ineffectual uh, but it, what i can tell you is that we have a president who is committed extremely committed to fight uh, corruption and he doesn't want to talk to corruption hmm. you will never hear president william ruto continuing issuing threats about corruption you'll be seeing actions on corruption and that's why i'm saying we are at the right space as a nation to move from the status where we are economically to a different completely different economic status in a couple of years from now so long as we have president william ruto as our president time will tell we will wait to see mm-hmm. what do you say to the hustlers who are looking at the finance bill and hearing what is likely to uh, affect them in this finance bill when you talk about increasing excise duty on airtime on any kind of income that they make turnover tax and all those small small taxes that are affecting the small small hustler and monanchi who is sitting back and wondering why am i going to be paying more and especially if you look at that and then you look at how much money will go into nhif contribution how much more money is going into nssf contribution and now the housing fund what do you say to them uh, you know i'm getting a bit uh, disappointed with the uh, with the with the opposition mm. Mm. because they are pandering rice to kenyans mm. If you if you get uh, a copy of um finance bill and you go to page 248 that's why it talks about excise duty mm. of all things which you are talking about mm. it goes up to a uh, page page 252 yes and i can tell you with certainty mm. that there is nowhere 
in this exercise duty uh, page of finance bill where it proposes to increase exercise duty on uh, on um, credit mm. instead it is lowering it is decreasing exercise duty from 20% to 15% so that Kenyans can have affordable internet badges that is a fact the same uh, finance bill is trying to mainstream seven eight value chain processes because this is what has missed remember uh, or at opening our discussion i talked about three things which are key in uh, in public finance one of them is to have a very stable economy and the value chain processes help in achieving the um, the stability of economy mm. the finance bill is proposing to increase taxes on important furniture to increase taxes on important fish uh, to increase um, taxes on clinker uh, uh, VAT I mean VAT on a petroleum product why because that's a question which Kenyans are asking themselves is because this 8% has not been going to the government uh, this this 8% the minus 8% has been used to benefit some people how who, is, have, who I, have I, used I actually don't understand how is it used. I mean, the government is one who charges the 16%. Same government charges 8%. So if the government was charging 16%, where was this 16% going? Now if they're charging 8%, where is it going? I mean, as a layman, I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, where does the money go? Uh, is, uh, and is, or, or does the government have two agencies that do the taxes and collect them, other than KRA? I'm give an example. Yes. I don't know which uh, layman example I can be able to give, but let me try. Today, uh, you have in your house, mm. Mm, in your house, you buy bread every every single day or mm. mm-hmm. something common. Uh-huh. Once a month, yes. And this bread is supplied to you by a certain person who supplied your bread. Yes. yes. Okay. And in this case, you have uh, you have um, a shopkeeper. Uh, I mean, you buy this bread from a shopkeeper. Yeah. But shopkeeper get this bread from a certain supplier. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you negotiate with the supplier of shopkeeper mm. you tell him instead of supplying this bread uh, to sub- shopkeeper just supply this bread directly to me to me i i normally pay uh, 25 bob or uh, 50 bob for instance mm-hmm. or let's give it 100 bob mm-hmm. to shopkeeper when you supply it to me directly uh, i will not be paying uh, 100 bob you pay uh, I'll pay you uh, 70 bob but this 30 bob this 30 bob on top which I was supposed to pay the shopkeepers that going to you we are going to, sp- to split it in half <laughs> <laughs> you get 15 and get 15 <laughs> okay 
you understand i understand so here's a case whereby <laughs> senior government officials mm. are colluding with oil marketers that instead of you paying 16 percent pay eight percent but this eight percent let's agree on how we are going to share among ourselves okay so we are talking about billions of kenya sharing going to the pocket of a few okay that's theft. that's a serious economic crime it's theft i that have not understood it's it, not only theft yeah. <laughs> it's not only theft mm. is a crime against humanity humanity mm. i haven't got it but thank and you. we have people who are walking scot-free in this country mm. who have committed serious such kind of crimes not only in petroleum product but also in others in gas What's in forestry in uh, in milk our time is up in eggs and many other uh, products Geoffrey Ruko, thank you very much for joining us. Moshimua Ruko is the MP for Mbere North constituency. He's been here explaining to us his thinking and his views on the finance bill. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.